Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the founder and host of Bare Minimum Babe. Today's episode is about procrastination and how everyone does it. And the thing is that I've come to realize with me and with other people and talking and research and all those good things is that we procrastinate for a reason. We procrastinate because there's an underlying fear or doubt, and that procrastination is just a symptom of that reason. And so this means that we don't have to feel bad about it, and it doesn't have to mean or say anything about us as who we are as people. We just need to be able to identify what that reason is and decide to start making messy action instead. So messy action is the cure to that procrastination. I wanted to also quickly talk about an offer that I am giving for this next month and by next month, depending on when you're listening to it, I mean from now until the end of February, 2023. So if you're listening after that, they might not be still going on. I might have like cut them down to 30 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, and figured out something else. But basically for this next month and a half, when I'm recording this until the end of February, 2023, I will be giving free 60 minute marketing consultation calls. And if you go to the episode show notes, there will be a Google uh, intake form, a go- like a form you can fill out. It's super short. It's just going to be a couple, like a couple information stuff from you, like your name, your email, just so I can ask some very basic questions of like, if you have a business, if you don't have a business, do you want help in marketing? All those things just really quickly. And then in this call, it's going to be free flowing because I want it to be your time. We can chat about things that will be in the spectrum of like creating and achieving goals, improving your marketing skills for your career and or your business. So you don't have to have a business. You can also just, you know, have a career in something else. And I can help you figure out and pinpoint and lean into your unique selling point. And yes, everyone has one and kind of just coaching you through maybe slumps that you're having revolving around these things because the whole point of why I created this podcast is because I I have eight years of experience in digital marketing that's what I was doing in corporate before I left to do music full-time and now I'm doing this and now I'm going back to marketing essentially but in a different way that will feel good for me and so through these 60-minute calls it's I want you to feel good and I want you to realize that you can achieve your goals without transforming into a hustle monster, essentially like a boss babe hustle monster who is just like super, super go, go, go and like comparing themselves to all the other women succeeding. Like I know you can feel good and in flow with your goals instead of living in constant overwhelm and scarcity comparison mode. And I can help you achieve this without just telling you to manifest it. Like they tell like you manifest it. You're not manifesting correctly. Have you visioned it? Like that might be helpful, but like for me, that hasn't been helpful. Right. So I want to do it in a way that is actually actionable. Like we can actually ideate on some things, move forward on things, maybe push things that you haven't, you haven't thought through, like you hadn't thought about this one angle. We can work towards that helping you. It can be a strategy as you want it versus in the weeds as you want it. Like if you want help figuring out like an idea on how to move forward on something, we can do that. Or if you already have an idea and you want to move forward on it, how you want to market it, like what a good marketing plan for you is, we can move forward on that as well. It's literally free flowing. That would make sense for what you are looking for in the time that you book the call. So like I said, that is a free 60 minute marketing consultation call. I'm not really sure. It doesn't have a name yet, but it's basically just all those things wrapped in one. I'm offering that for the end of from now until the end of February, 2023. So I would love to talk to you. If you go to, like I said, the episode notes, there is a Google form intake form, fill that out super quick. I'll get a, I'll, I'll get an email saying you filled it out. Um, and then we can get a call scheduled and that would be awesome. And then we can 
we can chat and we can I can help you out. So without further ado, let's get into the episode about procrastination and how to how to stop it. So what is procrastination? The definition of procrastination is the action of delaying or postponing something. Plain and simple, no feelings or emotions attached. But you wouldn't postpone or delay something for no reason, right? So if your flight's delayed, there's a reason. There's, I don't know, not enough pilots. There's engine troubles. There's a storm ahead. They need to refuel. There's a reason why your flight is delayed. It's not just delayed for fun or the airline just doesn't want to do it because it doesn't want to make money. So the same thing with us as human beings and procrastination. There's an underlying reason why we're postponing or delaying something. From what I've come to realize through myself and talking to other people in like research and podcasts and blogs and all those things is that procrastination is essentially just a symptom of a fear or a doubt that you or somebody has. So you're postponing or delaying something because you're afraid or in doubt of something. And so the way to stop that procrastination is to figure out what it is that you're afraid of or in doubt of, like, where is that rooted and find out the cause of that procrastination. So are like, for example, are you feeling self-doubt? Are you feeling intimidated? Are you self-conscious? Like, do you think no one's going to show up? Like whatever that is, or maybe you got made fun of at one point for trying something like it. So you learn not, not to try it again. So whatever that negative fear or doubt is, put a name to it essentially so you can understand it and rationalize it. So I also talked about this a little bit in a previous episode. That episode was episode 15. It was called Naming Your Inner Voice to Shut It Up. And it was a little bit different because it was just talking about my negative inner voice and how you can name your negative inner voice to basically get it to stop because it's essentially the same thing with procrastination is like there's a fear behind your negative voice and why it's saying mean things to you typically. Like how I just said, like if you tried something before, didn't do so well, you ended up looking stupid, embarrassed, people made fun of you, whatever that procrastination and that inner negative inner voice is trying to protect you from making that same mistake again. And that's part of the procrastination is like, you don't want to make that mistake again, because that was really embarrassing. So the way to do that, avoid that is to just not do it or do it in such a slow manner or like haphazard way that you can't even take like, well, I didn't really try, you know, because you don't have to take ownership. So there's a fear behind the procrastination and you don't have to necessarily name it like how I named my inner voice. I named her Diana after Wonder Woman. And for me, she was like afraid of not being in control. So that was a coping mechanism that I learned to help me deal with stuff as, you know, going through like young, like childhood and young adulthood, all those things is like, if she wasn't in control, God knows how things could turn out. Like things would be just so chaotic. And so I was procrastinating on some things because I couldn't control the outcome and I couldn't really control a lot of the processes as well. Like you can only control so much. So it would sometimes prevent me from starting things because of that fear of not having control. And so what I'm saying is you don't necessarily have to put a name to it, but what it is helpful to do is realize like, and look at what is the feel, like, what are you feeling? I feel like it's helpful a lot of times to like how I talked about in that episode, the episode 15 is like, I recognized I was feeling it in like a tension in my forehead. Like that's where I felt like the fear and procrastination and the inner voice, just the negativity. That's where mine was sitting. And if you feel it physically in your body, just kind of pinpoint maybe where that is. Like if it's in your chest, if you like, if you clench your hands or I don't know, you grind your teeth, like everyone has like a little something that they do. They just have to figure out and notice it and then figure out why you're doing like the fear that's causing you to do that. 
Because once you figure out that fear and that doubt that's making you procrastinate, essentially, you can figure out how to stop it because you know the fear, you know, like maybe whatever it is that you're afraid nobody will come, like whatever it is, like you're afraid no one will care what you have to say. People will think you're stupid. You're going to fail. You're going to waste your time. Again, these are all the thoughts I have with my podcast. So, or anything that I put out essentially, right? These are all the fears and why I procrastinate doing them besides the fact that sometimes I'm just tired and I don't feel like doing it. Like that's, I don't necessarily, sometimes it's not always a procrastination because of fear, but like moving forward on legit things that you want and you know, you really want to move forward on that's where the fear and the doubt come in. Like you're not doing it for a reason. And you can only use the excuse of, I don't want to, I'm tired so many times before you're like, I think there's a bigger reason why I don't want to do this. I'm not just tired. Otherwise I would take a nap and feel fine afterwards. It's more than that. So we procrastinate because of fear and doubt. And usually we procrastinate because whatever the thing is that we're trying to do is new and unfamiliar to you. Trying a new thing is unsafe and your brain wants to keep you safe. It's in your best interest to stay safe and alive. So when you procrastinate, especially on that new thing that you're trying to do, there's reasons why you're not doing it. You're trying to, like your brain wants to keep you safe. And a lot of the procrastination fear with that, wading into something unfamiliar, it's uncomfortable. You know, we don't know if it'll work out. We don't know if we're going to be doing good at something, doing well at something. We don't know if people are going to like it. We have no idea how it's going to turn out. Like we can hope for the best, but we have no idea, especially if it's new, you know, it's not like a muscle memory situation. So I talked about a little bit of this as well of like staying safe and how your brain wants to keep you safe. And maybe that's why you procrastinate. I talked about this a little bit in episode 14 called stop belittling yourself and your efforts in the sense that it is hard to move past this procrastination because it is looking at the fear and like the self-doubt and pinpointing it and pushing through it. Like having, I don't want to say like the strength and courage because that's corny and like a movie, but having the willing to take the action to just push through that and be like, is this a legit fear? Like, I'm afraid of this. Yes, this could happen. Like, yes, someone could think I'm stupid. Yes, someone could think that this is the dumbest idea ever and it could fail and I could like, quote unquote, waste money, my time, my energy, but I don't know that unless I try it and I have to actually try it. And so we don't know that. So we still procrastinate. So with the procrastination and figuring out how you procrastinate, it doesn't necessarily matter what tactic you use. So like if you play on your phone, scrolling social media, if you do uh, watching TV, if you like decide to clean the house, if you, you know, go for a walk, which turns into two hours instead of just like a quick little break you know, you're procrastinating. It doesn't matter how you're procrastinating. It just matters that you are. So you need to figure out why and what you are afraid of. And this fear asking if it's helping or hurting you, you know, what is familiar and safe to you? It's the putting things off in whatever way that you you're comfortable with, whatever procrastination tactic that you use, that is what's safe and comfortable for you. Not taking the action that will move you towards the actual goal that you're procrastinating against. Hopefully that's making sense. So for me, my personal procrastination tactic basically is what I realized is that I do a ton of research before I take action because I know that I'm safe, learning more, finding themes, coming up with ideas. Like I talked about this before in other episodes, but I was a history major in college and it was great. You know, I was taught to research and read a lot, basically like look at things very thoroughly, collect data, find the themes, and then create an argument based on the research I did. And then you had lots of data 
and quotes and all those things to back up what you're saying, right? So you don't just randomly form an opinion and get an idea and just like go for it. You have to like have the backing for it or else you're just talking about nonsense essentially. And that's how it worked. And I already liked to do this before I had my degree and stuff like that, right? So I already did that. So it just played into what I naturally did. It then created a better categorization for me and strategies for me to do that. And now as an adult, not no longer in college, I was doing that in marketing for eight years as well, going through researching companies, research data, creating all these strategies, like literally all the things that I was taught to do that I was already doing as well, leaned into those as well in marketing. And I just keep doing it. So it was a natural, I guess you could say strength that I had that I lean into. And so I know that's something I'm good at. I know that's safe for me. And I keep doing it because, you know, one more article, one more, one more data point to figure out, like maybe this one next thing will get me like a Frankenstein of all these ideas. And then I can, I can figure it out from there, you know? And so like, for example, when someone sees like my, like I have calls and stuff with people and I'll share this stuff that I have for whatever thing that they're looking at. Right. Like, uh, I was researching something and we were talking about the same, I don't want to get to the, it doesn't matter what the actual details are, but we were researching moving forward on some type of platform. And I had all this research because I want to make sure it's the best thing. I'm one of those people who like compares a million things. And I don't know if this is also because I grew up poor. So you had to like, make sure you were making the quote unquote best decision. So it's a lot of factors probably, but anytime I show that to somebody who maybe isn't as like into that type of stuff, who's a little bit more free flowing kind of thing, they're always like, wow. Okay. And they don't ever say it with like a, wow, she's doing the most right now. They do it in the sense of almost like, wow, she really knows what she's doing. She really knows her facts. And like a couple of people, I'm like, wow, can you share that with me? Can you make a template? Can I, can I basically saying that they want to be able to do that too, which is great. And so it's like a nice skill that I have, but by the time that I'm done researching all that stuff, like for example, one of the people I, I was talking to had already moved forward on the thing that I had been researching for like two weeks you know, and she had done messy action and she still like, we were kind of at the same point, but she had already moved forward on stuff. And it was just like a different strategy and no one was better or worse. But I realized I was taking time that I didn't actually need to do, you know, like how I, I talked about the, in the beginning of the episode, and I'm going to like talk about it again at the end is that I've been offering recently 60 minute marketing consulting calls. And I've been having, like I said, the intake form where someone fills out the form and based on questions, I do my own research. I was at the beginning, like the first two weeks I was doing this, the first couple of calls, I was taking that information in the form and then creating like a Google doc and like putting all these notes in and like giving thoughts based on the form. Right. But then I started running into issues. This is where the failing with my tactic of over-researching and coming over-prepared, this is again, my Diana, my inner voice, like wanting to be in control and wanting to be prepared and wanting to come across as I... I'm prepared to help. I'm prepared to do this. I did not just like show up here haphazard, right? The issue with that is sometimes by the time someone would be able to schedule the call, like if you fill the form out and then we have the call the next week, things might change, right? Or obviously it's just a quick little intake form. It's got a couple of questions, right? But it's not going to give you your entire life story. Like you're going to write maybe a couple sentences as most. So I need to get more context. So it makes sense that I don't do too, too much research. And this is what I've realized. And now my calls moving forward have a different structure that have been working wonderful, um, which is why I'm offering now in the podcast is I feel good about now offering them to the wide public is that now it's more of a, 
back and forth volleyball conversation and figuring out based on that conversation where you are, because I had one example where someone filled out a form and I did all this research on their, you know, they're talking about social media and I did all this stuff on how they can improve their social media, blah, blah, blah. By the time the call came around, they had a revelation that they didn't even want to do that. And so all the pre research that I had done and all of those things were basically worthless and it didn't make sense. And so coming prepared and over-researched doesn't actually help me in this instance. And I had to learn that very quickly or else more of my calls were going to feel frustrating for me that I had done all this work and it didn't actually do anything because this wasn't a situation in which that tactic in like the thing that I was safe in would help me. I had to push myself into a different territory of basically showing up with just the intake form going off of that and then going through that with them in the call. And that's what our call would be, you know, going through the intake to make sure everything give you more explanation, stuff like that. So when I would come to the call now, it's not going to be like, I have all these ideas. Here's how I'm doing it. It's going to be like, Hey, tell me more about this. You wrote this. Let's talk about this. How are you feeling? Like here, how can I help you with this? You know, it's going to be more of a back and forth conversation versus I do all this research and take all of my eight years of marketing experience and be like, based on this, I know a good time to do this is this. Have you checked out this? These are some tools you can do. Sure. That's helpful right? You might get some help with like pointers and like tools and stuff that I know I could, you know, you can use that will work, but it might not necessarily have been the thing that you were actually looking for based on the intake form. Hopefully that makes sense, but realized that I wasn't procrastinating it, but what I was doing is coming prepared for something in a way that I knew I was good at, but didn't actually serve the point of what I was doing, if that makes sense. So I had to quickly pivot. And so that quick pivot that was my, that was my fear. And I had to be like, I, I came home one day and I was like, I think I'm going to quit doing these. I I just don't feel like it's helping. And my husband was like, I don't think that's it. I think you just need to pivot the form. And that's when I was like, I think he's right. I think I just need to pivot the way that I'm handling the calls and the way that I come prepared for these calls, which is basically just coming less prepared to these calls. Right. Which is the scary part for me because part of what I'm so good at and what I've gotten to where I'm at, whatever, and all those things is because I am super prepared and super researched. And I have a point, I have like a, like a thing that I'm bringing to you and here's all these facts to back it up. And I'm not like shoving it in your face kind of thing. It's just like, okay, here's what I found based on these things. This is what makes sense for you. You want to move forward with this kind of thing, but that's not necessarily what works every single time. So I need to be able to be more free flowing. And that's where realizing why I'm doing that. That's not exactly procrastination, but that is a fail that I was doing that I'm working through now that I think I'm pretty, I'm at a pretty good point at, which is like I said, I'm now opening up the 60 minute, uh, marketing consulting calls to the bare minimum day podcast, because I think I'm ready now to open that up and get more data and to figure out how to do things and how to best offer things. And so that's, that. And then another, I do this all the time too, before I even did the consulting calls, I was researching how to do these calls, the formats, how to like, what questions to ask, like all these different things that I probably like research for like, I don't know, 10 hours, like plus, right. I I didn't, I don't know the exact amount, but I know it was a lot. And mind you, I am pretty quick with this stuff because I am, I do it so often. So my 10 hours is probably someone else's who's not as like quote unquote skilled at researching, probably like their 15, 20 hours. 
So imagine I did a lot of research and a lot of these like organization of my notes and like themes and stuff within these 10 hours. So I had like, I use a product called Notion. I use a free thing. It's, it's free. The one that I use is called Notion. It's basically like a Google doc on steroids, like a Google suite on steroids. And so I had like a page with the, the, the offer. And then within that I had different pages. And then within those pages, I had like themes and like, it was like, it was crazy. And so my point is I was like, okay, Amanda, this is, this is, this is probably good. You know, like I probably could have stopped at like hour four with the amount of research I had to just move forward on things. But again, this is something that was new to me. So my safe space was to keep on researching, hoping that if I just gathered more questions to ask or like a different way to phrase things or like maybe different things people were looking for, that that would be the thing that can make the difference. Right. And I finally had to be like, no, this is enough. Amanda, this is enough. Just set up the intake form, set up the post service, like just set up the stuff and start like reaching out to people to see if they're interested. And that has been the best teacher is actually doing the calls because my research wouldn't have told me what worked in the calls. Like they could have been like, you can see it also in, you know, black and white on paper on, you know, Google docs, but it's different in real life. Like I've talked about like theory is different than reality. Right. So even just knowing certain things on paper versus living them in action and how to handle it is very different. And so my procrastination was the execution on these calls. And that's where I actually started learning what works and what to say, what not to say, how to like bring things up, how to like basically shift the conversation. Like it is a skill that I didn't have before doing the calls. And I only learned it from doing the calls in real life. And my, all of my research and all of my coming prepared and gathering facts and themes it didn't help me and it's not going to help me. It's the action of actually doing it that's going to help me. Is this fear and doubt of the procrastination helpful is, is the question. So like in my example with all, my, with all my research and things like that, my fear and doubt is that I will come to a meeting, event, a conversation, whatever, whatever it is, and I will come unprepared. And in that being unprepared, the person on the other side is going to think I'm stupid, I'm lazy, I'm not qualified, all the things that basically are just self-doubt and make me feel like I have to prove myself to this person essentially. And so the way I was handling that fear, like I said, is research, research, coming prepared, lots of options, knowing all the stuff. But a lot of times it was a waste of that time. Like it, it actually didn't. The ac action was the thing that taught me what I shouldn't should not see say and what I shouldn't shouldn't not do or bring up or whatever all those things but I only knew that because I started doing the action and I moved past the research and the prep aka my form of procrastination and so the best way to move forward and push past the procrastination and that fear that is the reason why you're procrastinating is to basically just ask is this fear is this doubt, is this thought, whatever, is that helping me move forward or is it keeping me stuck in the familiar? And that familiar is that procrastination tactic. I'm safe and it's familiar to me to over-research and over-plan and categorize things because I'm good at it. And I know in some way it is helpful, but at a certain point it stops being helpful, right? And so catching that fear for why I'm procrastinating and reframing it is how I was able to move forward. You know, it was paralyzing me in the preparation and planning phase when the real momentum and the learning is in the action phase. And so whatever that, that 
fear and procrastination is for you, just kind of look at the way that you procrastinate. Like if it's going on a walk or if it's going on social media or if it's like you're supposed to be doing an action and then you're like, oh, my desk is messy. Let me reorganize it. And oh, it turns into like, then I'm cleaning my entire room and it's a whole thing, right? Like, yeah, I guess cleaning your room was helpful, right? I've done this many a time. This is another tactic that I've used before. Like, yes, it's very productive. You clean your room, but like that actually help you do the thing that you were originally going to do before you just got distracted and stopped midway and saw, oh, my desk is messy. I should do that. And then spent an hour doing it. Probably not. That probably held you back, you know? So is that fear and is that doubt moving you forward or is it keeping you stuck in that procrastination and not in that an inaction phase, you know, like figure out what the fear is. You know, my fear is like looking stupid, unprepared, failure, that holds me back. That could look different for you. You know, whatever that fear is, what is that? And how is it like, it's paralyzing you. How can you move past that? And so again, with me, for my fear, I basically need to ask, I'm now more conscious of this, of like, okay, I think I'm doing too much. Like this is a lot of research. Like at a certain point I need to make a decision here. So with my fear, I need to ask myself and be aware, like, wow, you're spending a lot of time on this. Amanda, you have like four notes pages of this. Like, Amanda, do you need, do you need to research for another, you know, couple days on this? Or did you maybe have enough information like three days ago, you know, and chances are by that point that I've realized that I've spent a lot of time on it. It means I'm probably well-researched enough to begin acting on my idea. And any more research is just procrastination at that point, like nine times out of 10, I realize. And again, the fear is that like, they'll think I'm stupid or unprepared or a failure. I'm going to fail and look stupid and people will think I'm stupid and it's going to mean something about me. And I just, I'm a failure, you know, all those things. But what if the idea that I'm researching turns out to be fine? It turns out to work, right? And my fears of looking stupid and failing or unprepared or whatever never come true. What if it's actually better than I thought? Like without doing all of that stuff, what if it's actually better? Like the call, like realizing like, my over-researching and over-preparing was actually not making it better. It was actually creating a situation where I felt like I had wasted my time and became frustrated because we didn't, it wasn't relevant. So all the time I had spent before wasn't relevant. So my act of over-preparing and stuff was actually a hindrance to being able to maneuver to a different direction more quickly. It was holding me back. And so whatever that is for you, figure out what the fear is, how you're procrast, like how that fear is coming out essentially and how to get through that fear and ask like, is this helping me or is this holding me back? You know, because you won't know if the fear will ever come true unless you act on it. And that's the messy action part. So the way to solve this procrastination is to essentially just make the familiar, AKA the procrastinating unfamiliar And then flipping that, of course, and then the unfamiliar, which is the action, the actual doing the action of the thing, familiar. So you just do action so often that you don't even need to think about procrastination. Like it's it's not even an issue because you're just like, no, I'm going to do it. You know, action over procrastination, like catch yourself in this fear and this procrastination loop and stop it in its track. And obviously this is hard at first because you have to like figure out what that fear is and the way that you're doing it and how to like push past it. Like that does take a minute. Like that did take me like a couple of weeks to, to even realize that's why I was researching things a lot. Again, I'm speaking from my experiences because it did take me a minute to figure out like, oh, I think this is why I'm doing it. And I was using it as a guise of like, I'm being prepared and that way I know all my options and I know all the things and yeah, 
of course it gave me more knowledge and it made me more knowledgeable about the thing and whatever choice I did make. But I probably had enough information hours, like hours into that to make a call, like to make a decision and to move forward on something. So that was the way I was procrastinating. And now I'm not perfect at it, obviously. Nobody is, but I'm able to at least I like realize that I'm doing it and being like, oh, I think, is this enough? I feel like this might actually be enough. And now I'm like taking it to my husband and being like, I'm sending him stuff being like, okay, I've done all this stuff. Um, I don't want to overthink this too much and over-research it. Here's some of my options. What do you think based on this? And I <laughs> talked to him about it. I was like, I also don't want to go the complete opposite because I'm still learning that middle ground of like over-researching versus like not at all, right? So I'm like, because oh, he made the joke. He was like, so you also don't want to under-research. I'm like, exactly. I don't know what that middle ground is yet. So I'm figuring that out. But the fact that I'm able to catch it now means that I'm just a little bit better at just taking the action. And again, like the procrastination doesn't mean anything about you as a person. It's just how you're coping with whatever that fear is that the procrastination is basically a symptom of. It's just how you're coping. You know, Every, everyone's afraid of something and it's okay to be afraid, but at, like, do you really want to let that stop you from doing what you want to do? You know, and I talked about this a little bit in episode 19, are you a quitter or did you just change your mind? And about how quitting something doesn't make you a quitter and it doesn't mean anything about you. You don't have to personalize it. You're not a quitter. If you procrastinate, you're not a procrastinator. Like you're not like, you're not the thing you're doing the action, right? If you quit, you're quitting because you'd maybe had a reason for it, right? You're not necessarily a quitter. You know, if you procrastinate things, you're not a procrastinator. You just are procrastinating on something. It's like the action versus the noun quitter or procrastinator is the noun. Like you are that thing versus the verb is you're like, same thing as I'm running, like you're procrastinating. It doesn't mean anything if I'm running, right? Just like it shouldn't mean anything if I'm procrastinating. I'm procrastinating for a reason. Whatever that reason is, whether it's quote unquote right or wrong, not that there is a right or wrong, but it, it doesn't have to say anything about you. Everyone's afraid. It's just, do you want to let that stop you? So like I said, you're safe in procrastinating for sure. And it's, it's totally normal to be afraid or doubtful when you're trying something new, especially like new and unfamiliar to you, whether it's like a small or a big thing, right? But in order to make a difference in your life and in others, regard, like depending on what you're trying to move forward on, you, you need to wade into the unsafe territories for yourself. And your unsafe territories and kind of pushing yourself is going to be different than somebody else. So it, you can't really compare yourself because what's normal to somebody else isn't normal to you, right? So it doesn't help also to compare the ways in which someone else is procrastinating and their skills either. You have to push yourself to where you're uncomfortable because that's where you grow. So like if you're uncomfortable in public speaking, but someone has been like, I don't know, on stage as a theater major for their entire life and are totally comfortable with it. It's not because at one point they weren't afraid. It's because they've been doing it for like 10 years. So they had already pushed past that fear. And there's probably is still a fear there, but they know that they can push past it and they've survived because they have for the past decade. But for you giving a first public speech, for example, you've never done it before. And so you don't know if your, your brain doesn't know if you're going to survive that embarrassment. You could fail. And so you looking at them and the way that they're acting and the way that they're handling that fear isn't going to help you handling that fear and, and putting off that speech, for example, or I'm just giving a random example, but that's not going to help you because you're different in where you need to grow and where you're uncomfortable, right? So where the uncomfortable part is, that's where you make the movement and the growth. And so 
even if you do fail, you learn from that failure and take something from it for the next attempt. And I feel like I've heard this quote before. I don't know who said it, but like, there's no failure. The only failure is if you don't learn something from the quote unquote failing. Otherwise failure is just a lesson. And I don't know who said that. So I can't really give, you know, credence to it. I think it's like a Pinterest thing. Anyways, like the failing is where you learn, right? Like for example, with me, with the calls, the ways in which I was quote unquote failing, which I don't think actually were that bad. I was just like, you're hard on yourself, right? I didn't actually fail. They were just learning things of like, oh, this is probably not the best way to do it. Instead of being like, oh, I can't do this. I suck at this. Like that's how I was doing it. I had to be like, no, you don't know what you're doing. You're figuring it out. This is like, you know, the actual how to help. You just don't know the approach to do it. Right. And so that was the thing I had to learn. That was where I was uncomfortable and I had to figure out how to grow in. And so you don't need to let the fear of looking, I don't know, stupid, a failure, unprepared, or like whatever hold you back. You know, like I said, if you fail at an idea, so what? Like not every idea is a winner either, but you won't know that unless, unless you try, you know, like even dumb ideas, like, I don't know, the pet rock, like they make millions of dollars. And I'm just saying that to be like, if you have an idea and don't act on it to at least try it, obviously don't just do every idea. Like don't jump off a cliff without like bungee cords and like, don't just spur of the moment, live your life. But I'm talking about like, I don't know, a business idea or like a fitness class, like whatever it is that your idea is, or like idea in your head that you want to do, or you have seen someone do whatever, like even the quote unquote dumb ideas, they can do really well. (laughs) You know, I'm like, maybe I should think of something like the pet rock. Like literally it was a rock with Google eyes on it and it went crazy. And like, but the eighties, like that was a stupid idea. But I like, I'm sure like the guy got a lot of pushback of like, are you serious? A pet rock? That's really stupid. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And he made millions of dollars, but initially like he probably heard from multiple people. It's a dumb idea. And again, to be fair, it is a dumb idea because it's a freaking rock, but it doesn't matter. The marketing and the belief and all those things behind it and the fad, it became a thing, right? So a lot of people have ideas, but few take action on those ideas. The procrastination is what holds them back for whatever reason that fear is, right? Like he could have been like the guy who invented the pet rock could have been like, I'm going to look stupid. It is a rock. Like people aren't going to want to do it. Whatever. I'm literally pushing a pet rock, but he had an idea. He thought it could work and he made it work, you know? And that's the difference I'm learning for myself as well is I can't let whole, I can't let fear hold me back. And I don't, I don't want to do that for me. And I don't want you to do that for yourself either. Don't let your fear hold you back with whatever procrastination tactic that you use. It's in the messy action that you actually learn what works for you and what doesn't. And that's where you actually gain more skill and more knowledge and like more confidence in the next action. Even if the initial action doesn't work out and it quote unquote fails, you will still learn something. So don't let the procrastination and that fear hold you back. Challenge is figure out how you procrastinate. Like what tactics do you use? And then ask yourself, what am I afraid of? What am I doubtful of? Why am I, why am I procrastinating? Why am I using these tactics to put off action? And then turn that fear upside down and ask, what if what I feared never came true? What if things turned out better than I could have hoped? Would I still be procrastinating right now? And again, with the public speech example, like, you know, like at your job or whatever, right? You have a, a presentation. You know that giving a presentation, if you do really well, can make you look good and then you'll get a raise and a promotion. And it'll give you to bigger things that you want, right? So you see the end goal and you want to do it. 
But the actual act of doing that, the presentations and moving forward into a role that you're uncomfortable with, you can't push yourself past to do it. That's the procrastination. So instead you do other things and support other people to give those speeches, to give those presentations, to do what you could do. But like, what, why are you doing that? Like, what is the fear? Is it because you're afraid you're going to look stupid? You're going to bomb it in front of everybody. Like your the slides will mess up or you'll start sweating through your shirt. Like literally whatever it is, ask yourself, what is that fear? What is that doubt? Whatever. Like, and I don't even need you to go back to childhood and be like, well, this one time when I was five, I was in a musical. Like that doesn't matter if you want to go that far, that's fine. But really just figure out why, like the feeling behind it. If it's just feeling like I'm going to embarrass myself, like you will mess up and you will feel embarrassed. Like that will happen. I'm not lying. I'm not going to lie. I've done it. Like you will look stupid. Like you will make mistakes, but will that get you the skill and the confidence you need to do better next time? No, because you don't have practice. And so postponing these things isn't going to help you. What if you instead ask, what if I didn't embarrass myself? What if everything went totally fine? I didn't embarrass myself at all. I didn't mess up. I, I, I said everything I wanted to say. People were, they, they got my point. They, they liked my idea, whatever it was. What if that happened? And what if then you can take that into the next time you need to do it and then you build upon that and then you're actually better. You've gotten better. You felt like you felt more comfortable and people can tell. People can tell that you feel more comfortable. So you, you have more persuasion techniques to go on, you know? Would you still procrastinate knowing that you can keep building on those things? Thank you so much for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. I want to quickly bring up again that for the next month, aka until the end of February 2023, I am offering free 60-minute marketing and consultation calls to anyone that fills out the Google intake form that I have in the episode show notes. So if you're interested in that, go to the episode show notes and you will see the Google intake form. If you're listening to this episode after February, the end of February 2023, still look at my website because I'm probably going to keep some form of it or maybe take it down to 30 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, but I'll be offering something like this. So also check that out. But till the end of February, 2023, I will be offering a 60 minute free marketing consultation calls because I want to take my eight and a half years of marketing experience and create value for other people. And that's part of why I created Bare Minimum Babe, the podcast is because I realized that I was feeling overwhelmed with all the feeling of having to be hustle monster boss babe because that's kind of what's all like being thrown at our faces but I don't think you need to do that I feel like we can find things that work for us and that's like where the actual success comes from is feeling into like going into what works for you and what works for your business and your career and your goals whatever that is without having to transform into some hustle monster boss babe that you don't actually feel aligned with and so I want to be able to help you achieve this like positive state of being this without telling you just to manifest it or like here's the hustle stuff you have to do like I can help you strategize a way to where you get to where you want to get that's right for you and again the call is going to be free flowing I want it to be your time and we can chat about anything like creating and setting goals for you or your business improving your marketing skills for your career and or business pinpointing and leaning into your unique selling point and like I said yes everyone has a unique selling point and then just general coaching through slumps and helping create ideas and strategizing and things like that. Like if you maybe don't have a marketing strategy or if you have one and you're executing on it, you just don't feel right, but you just don't know where to go or you don't know 
what to do next kind of thing, or like you're stuck on this idea, you're not sure the next step, whatever it is, I would love to chat. And like I said, till the end of February, 2023, I will be having these 60 minute free marketing consultation calls. So again, that's going to be in the episode notes, fill out that quick Google intake form and we can get a call set up. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to be in your ears next week and see your form come through so we can chat. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.